Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Holly. And we're a married couple living in small town Iowa. If this is your first time listening, the name of this podcast, Inside the Cup, comes from Matthew 23:26, where Jesus explains that if we want our behavior and actions to be good and right, we must first clean the inside of the cup or change what's inside of us. So how in the world can we change what's inside of us? Come join us as we approach this deep question in a down-to-earth conversation about how we can actually change for the good. Welcome back to Inside the Cup Podcast. This is episode 16 of season one, How to Love Your Neighbor as Yourself. Last week, we started talking about the heart. We discussed the will, and the will is the same thing as the heart. Simply put, we said the will is our ability to make a decision, our ability to say yes or no to something. It turns out that our actions are more complicated than just that. We don't just decide to act, and that's our action. There's actually a lot more that goes into our behaviors or our actions. We also talked about how we mainly run off of habits. Yeah, we talked about our bodies last episode and how our bodies are designed to work. And for the most part, they're designed to work off of habits, and that's a good thing. It would be you know, somewhat paralyzing to have to sit there and make decisions about every little behavior or action that we wanted to come out of our body. So it's, it's a good thing and a practical thing that our bodies run off of habits. But it's good to acknowledge that, that not all of our actions or behaviors are the result of conscious decisions or choices that we make from our will, but rather come automatically from habits that are stored up in our body. These can be subconscious. These habits live or they're housed inside of our body, and they can just be triggered or initiated without us choosing to do it. Mike, so why are we talking so much about the heart, or today we're going to be talking more about the will and how that plays into our actions? Why are we spending so much time on this today? Yeah, let's get some big picture perspective, because we are taking several episodes to talk about the will, and that might seem a little strange to be spending so much time. (laughs) Or a little nerdy, (laughs) boring. Yeah, or a little nerdy or boring talking about the will, but it's, it's... incredibly important. So maybe let's just lay that out now uh, so we understand why we're going to be honing in and parking on this subject of the will for a few episodes. Where we're going, and we've hinted at this several times, there's different steps in this inner transformation process on cleaning the inside of the cup. And the first step we're going to come to is something called spiritual maturity. And we talked about last time The heart is the same thing as the will, which is the same thing as the spirit. So if we're talking about spiritual maturity, that's actually a matter of the will or the heart. So we're going to have to take some time to understand the heart, biblically, what that means, how it works, uh, because what we're after here is this first step in the inner transformation process, developing spiritual maturity. So how does the will play into our actions? Or if there's all these habits going on that just naturally come out of us? The will has to work with our bodies and with our minds. And we alluded to that last time. With our bodies, our will is up against all of these habits that are just ready to go and kind of go off automatically. So really, the biggest ground for our will to work is with our thoughts. So we're going to be talking about that in some good detail today. So let's dive into that. It is in choosing what we think about or choosing our thoughts 
That's the start of changing our habits. Yeah, that's how the will works. So two of the main categories of thoughts that we have are ideas and images. These are both very powerful types of thoughts that we have. So today we're going to talk quite a bit about ideas and how the will works with our ideas. So what is an idea? There's all kinds of different ideas. There's small ideas and big ideas. You know, a simple example, you're drinking a a carrot latte this morning. That's an idea that somebody had. And then I happened to get a country carrot muffin to go with my (laughs) carrot cake tea latte. Pretty delicious. Two delicious carrot ideas that you had this morning. So somebody had an idea and that turned into a country carrot muffin. That's a small idea. Uh, And there's big ideas, things like democracy or justice. Uh, Those are ideas, and those are a lot more substantial ideas than something like a a muffin. Or your smartphone. (laughs) Smartphone's an idea. That's turned out to be a big idea. Or advertising. (laughs) That's an idea. Yeah, see, these are common examples of ideas. So idea doesn't have to be some kind of abstract thing. We're very familiar with what an idea is. If we're talking about the will, it's our ability to choose. So then it's our ability to choose what we're thinking about. Yeah, choosing our ideas. So we have the ability to choose which ideas we allow into our minds. And that's important to acknowledge that. So it's really important what we think about or the ideas. But we might not even realize that's the case. Yeah, take an example like social media. You might be choosing to spend large amounts of time putting those ideas in front of your mind, not even realizing that that's a conscious decision. You're choosing to sit down and allow all those various ideas from your social media account or newsfeed or whatever to occupy your mind. A lot of things just you're scrolling and it's you don't know what's going to be the next thing that comes about. Yeah, you're almost passively choosing in some of these cases. I mean, you've chosen to sit down and watch a particular TV show or a movie or spend a certain amount of time looking at social media or the news. What you've done there is almost surrendered your will to that platform that you're watching or taking in. So now whatever ideas they happen to present you with, whether it's the movie director or the friend that you follow on your social media account, you are passively allowing those people to place ideas in front of your mind in your conscious awareness. Especially on social media, it can be very passive. You might think five minutes went by when really 50 minutes went by. Of course, you had a hard day. You're just going to unwind, watch your TV show, watch scroll through social media, you're just going to relax a little bit. Well, the response might be, well, what's the big deal? You know, who cares what ideas I'm putting in front of my mind? Or, you know, you're making too big of a deal out of this. Uh, You know, you're being a little kind of square or, you know, lighten up. Does it really matter? But what we'll talk about today is it actually does really matter. It's pretty important, the ideas that we are putting in front of our mind, because those will eventually affect and determine our actions or behaviors. We might look at an idea like it's not a big deal, you know, get over it, it's, it's not a big deal. But it actually, the truth of the matter is, it is a big deal. So the reason why an idea is such a big deal is because an idea is actually not a benign thing. It'll affect our behavior and our actions 
and have ramifications in our life. So I guess one of the things we're doing today is shedding some light on that, that ideas are actually a really big deal. You were mentioning some kind of psychologist getting a little nerdy about some term. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the psychologist William James termed this phenomenon idiomotor action. Oh, I thought it was something else. (laughs) (laughs) So idio is for idea and motor is for movement or action. So his idea with idiomotor action is that you can go immediately from the thought or the idea to the action without any kind of conscious deliberation or choice. So a practical example of that, if my nose itches, I scratch my nose without even thinking about it. I didn't take the time to think about, oh, my nose itches, I have to scratch it, I have to move my finger up to my nose. You just do it. So that's a clear example of idiomotor action, where you go immediately from the idea to the action without making any kind of choice or even taking the time to think about it. Or like when you're driving, like when I drove here and I'm like, I assume that light was green, but I just drove here. You don't even realize where you had just driven by because you've driven by it so many times. Yeah, your body is just running off of these habits uh, and you have thoughts that are being provoked in your mind and those thoughts are just leading to behaviors or movements. That's how our bodies work. And it's a good thing. I mean, if if there's no reason to think about it, you don't need to realize that the light was green. You just drove through it and you didn't need to think about it or choose. But then say there's an opposing thought. So say you're driving up to that green light on the way here and you hear an ambulance siren. Then you're faced with, what do I do? <laughs> now you have a decision. So now you have two strong thoughts of equal intensity. You have green light. And, you know, you know what to do with a green light, you drive through it. But now you also have ambulance siren. And now you have to make a decision. Are you going to go through the green light? Are you going to pull over and yield to the emergency vehicle? Where is the ambulance? So now your will is engaged. And the job of the will, one of the functions of the will, is to go back and forth between the different ideas in your mind and make a choice or a decision. Some kind of thought challenged your habit of just going through the green line. Some kind of opposing thought changed that. Yeah, the opposing thought gave you the opportunity to make a decision. Otherwise, you would have just acted without having to make a decision. So that's this idea of idiomotor action habits. uh, And you can think of our bodies for the most part, running off of all these ideas and sequences and actions that are stored up within our minds, within our nervous system. So our ideas lead to some kind of action. One aspect of that is the idea can and will often lead to an action or influence our actions. But now you can see subtle signs of this even when it doesn't come all the way through to an action. So an example, you can look at somebody and read their body language and tell what idea almost made it into a word and didn't quite make it into the action. The words were not spoken, but you know what the person's thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just like if you're talking about something with a friend and they might not express what they think about a certain political issue or theological issue, they might non-verbally 
express what they might think without them actually telling you. Yeah, you can pick up on it without them even saying their opinion or their position. You can kind of tell which way a person probably leans or what they think about something without them even saying it. Or body language, like within a marriage. Like, I, you could probably tell if I'm frustrated you're not helping me with something. Yeah, think about an argument here. <laughs> think about somebody being mad at you. You can tell what that person's thinking. And they might have the restraint and hold back and not say what they want to say. But that idea of what you're doing is really annoying me might not have made it all the way out into words. Somebody doesn't say that. But that idea is still there and it has effects Fortunately, we have that capability. We have restraint. So we can hold back the movements or the actions associated with some of our ideas so we don't get into a lot of trouble. (laughs) (laughs) But there's subtle evidence that the idea is there. And it comes out in things like body language, by uh, the movement of your eyebrows, or moving your shoulders, or facial expressions, things that are largely subconscious. We're not in control of a lot of those things. That's evidence that that idea is still there in our mind, and it wants to lead to the action, but we're holding it back. And it's almost even crossing or breaking that threshold to where it's altering our body language or movements, but doesn't quite make it all the way to saying something that would get us in trouble. And sometimes I feel like it's kind of sneaky. Like with social media, you might be looking at everyone else's posts and that idea is in your head of this person's doing this and this person's doing this or some vacations, you know, and start comparing and you're sitting there at home doing dishes And the idea is filtering through your head and you're not even consciously aware that what you just placed your mind in front of is affecting how you're interacting with those around you. The one set of ideas, you know, that this person's on this vacation or this person's doing that, those are ideas. But then those are also ideas that, hey, I'm not on vacation. You know, I'd like to be, I I deserve a vacation. How come I'm not on? Those are ideas too. (laughs) Uh, so, and those are affecting us. And just like you said, those can end up affecting our behavior. Yeah, all of a sudden you're grumpy that day. <laughs> you know, like, here I am, the stay at home mom. And why is that stay at home mom <laughs> sipping a nice drink on the beach, having a nice time with her husband? You know, like, and not me. And not me. <laughs> you get into something that you didn't even intend to start your morning that way. Yeah, so it was your decision to look at the social media post that placed these ideas passively into your mind that ended up affecting your behavior with your family members later that day. Right. So this shows really the subtle and sneaky nature of how ideas get in and control or affect our behavior, but also the importance of it. I mean, this is really practical stuff. But the important thing to communicate here is that is that we do have the ability to choose our ideas. So where the will comes in then is in choosing what we're going to think about, whether we place our attention on an idea or not, and how much we can hold that particular idea in our conscious awareness or our conscious attention. This is the work of our will. Okay, so how does this get things into our body? So if we want to start a new habit, take a practical example of this. 
you don't have to think about it at this point of brushing your teeth. Young kids, our young kids don't know to brush their teeth yet when you're really young. So you need to have a parent step in and tell you, you know, you need to pay attention to this. You need to brush like this. You need to really focus that you're getting all your teeth. And this is doing that work of teaching them to hold those thoughts and ideas in their conscious awareness. And they need to concentrate and pay attention to that as they learn. At this point, we don't need to sit there and think about, oh, I need to make sure I get all the spots on my teeth and that this is a habit now. You wake up in the morning and you brush your teeth and you don't even think about it. You don't decide to brush your teeth. You don't think about the motions. And that's all on autopilot at this point. That's that's habit. And that can be with spiritual habits as well. Like you just always pray before bed or you always repeat this certain verse at this certain time and it just becomes part of you that's instilled in you. So the idea that that's a good thing or that's an important thing to pray regularly and you want to start that habit, it starts with that idea. And the more that you can hold that idea in your conscious awareness or your attention that I want to start praying regularly before I go to sleep, the more that that occupies your mind, the more that you're thinking about it, the more likely that's actually going to come out in action or behavior. And then over time, you keep doing that and you keep that up and you will do, you'll get some momentum built on habit and you won't have to think about it so much. At a certain point, that's just what you do. Before you go to bed, you pray at night. So we've really talked about that it really does matter what we think about. The ideas we have in our minds are affecting our behaviors and our actions, which are becoming habits, which are becoming our character. You can think about that now, lay that all out, and the thoughts that we allow into our minds are turning us into the type of people we're becoming. So the person that we're becoming is a product of what you hear and see. Yeah, it's a matter of our ideas. I think that's a great place to end. And next week, we're going to talk about bad habits that have already been stored in our bodies. Thanks for joining us at Inside the Cup Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast to receive new episodes automatically. Check out our website at InsideTheCup.com and follow our social media pages on Twitter at InsideTheCupPod and on Facebook and Instagram at InsideTheCupPodcast.